Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Circle of Knowledge podcast. I am your host, John Kovach Jr. Again, so, so excited. I know we begin every show with just how excited we really are. And this week, I have the opportunity and privilege of interviewing a new friend of mine, somebody who I've recently met and somebody who absolutely just knocked it out of the park on television, on stage as a speaker as a branding expert, which I know a lot of my listeners, a lot of you listening at home right now could really use a little bit more advice, a little bit more counsel, a little bit more direction as to how to represent your job, your work, your business, and your brand, whether it's personal branding, a book branding, or just branding your business, or just being in the right color, whatever it is, this is a really exciting conversation. Um, to remind everybody, the Champion Circle uh, Networking Association has brought to you the Circle of Knowledge podcast. And uh, for those of you catching up, the Amplified Minds Network has been absorbed, has been brought on through the Champion Circle Network now, and we are having an excellent time. Uh, Champion Circle Networking Associations are found in uh, Utah right now, and we're expanding into other regions and other parts of the country, and will soon be international as well. So pretty exciting. The methodologies we use are pretty phenomenal, but we really, really, really love the accountability factor that's built into the type of networking that really gets you results. So without being, um, without delaying, I, I, I can't wait to talk more about this individual and to interview uh, this individual as well as share a lot of her successes and her highlights. Recently, uh, this year, I had the opportunity and the privilege of being on the Amazon Prime Live TV show called Speak Up. Uh, like, like TED Talks or TEDx, this show allows the individuals on stage who are absolutely incredible motivational speakers or speakers in general, they are given the opportunity to go into more depth, to share their more uh, um, personal exposures and opinions and comments in regards to many, many things. And what makes this stage so diverse is that a lot of the messages, though, could be the same. Uh, the, the, the platform is phenomenal. M MPM Global is one of the one of the best uh, production studios I've been to, and uh, they're, they're based out of out of Dallas, Texas. It was a phenomenal experience. But having been on season three, I built some relationships and some friendships and decided that I just couldn't live without it. And so I flew back down to Dallas to support the cast for the season four that was released just over a week ago. And amongst those people, I couldn't help but ask if they would come onto my show and to share their light, their knowledge, their nuggets of wisdom, and the gold that they possess. And without any further ado, I'd like for you guys to help me welcome Miss Yamilka Rodriguez. Yamilka, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. How are you today? I can't wait to get to know you. <laughs> I am amazing. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm <laughs> so glad you're here. And I have to tease you because uh, during the intro, I have this, you know, cheesy, corny little uh, intro video. And, uh, you know, I made it on my Canva Pro. I made it. I, I mean, I tell my I tell my listeners every little secret. 
what it takes to uh, you know get by, skate by, and also to uh, find the hacks that will help you uh, you know get underway. And I'm I'm sitting here watching Yamilka's face in the green room, and she's like she's taking mental notes. Like I can read I can read her. She's like, okay, I would change that. Oh, that's an interesting little uh, transition. Ooh, uh, the color on that or the shadings. Of the, like I could tell her. I could tell that she wasn't like ripping it apart, but I could tell she was. Uh, um, uh, um, analyzing it and taking her own personal mental notes. And that was super cool because to see a professional at work, to see their mind working in the most beautiful way is a compliment in many, many ways. So I want to thank you, but I wanted to tease you because I could see you just like analyzing and that was really cool to watch. And I don't know if I'm completely off base or if I'm really, really true, but either way, uh, I'm just super excited to highlight you today. Um, where, where are you? I mean, without disclosing your location, where are you from? And uh, um, tell us a little bit about you, where you're at right now, and then we'll go back into history. Okay. So I'm in Kentucky, in Louisville, um, but I am, uh, I do live outside of the city in the middle of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> horse country, beautiful, beautiful horse country. I, I've been through Kentucky once. It was beautiful. Lots of green grass and lush forest and um, lots of horses. That's right. It's so called bluegrass, right? Bluegrass. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I can't remember if that's where the uh, the music came from, but that's a that's pretty awesome. Um, you guys, this is really this is really cool. So, first of all, Yumilka, congratulations! You're on the season four of Speak Up. You did a phenomenal job. Um, your episode is really cool, and we'll sh- we'll share how our listeners can go and find you on Amazon Prime Video. Such an awesome experience, an amazing accomplishment. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit later about how your experience was on the show. But before that, I want my listeners to get to know you. You, you, you come from humble beginnings. You made it to the United States. There's some really cool things that we just don't know about you that I'd love for my listeners to really get to know you. So if you take like three to five minutes and just share a little bit about your background, what your story is, where your upbringing is from, what it took from, from, from what you most remember growing up to who you are today, and then we'll highlight you in your uh, current professionalism and all the amazing things that you're doing. Great. So I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and my mother was a stay-at-home mother. So that was wonderful. You know, I was the, the oldest, so a little bit of a bossy kind of girl. And uh, I had two brothers and a sister, but my my, I, I was thinking because my fourth brother was is 12 years younger than me. So he came a little later in my life. But anyway, um, my dad loved to travel. My dad was a professor at the university. And um, we got to go to a lot of places when I was little. And the funnest thing is that um, when I was eight years old, my father moved the entire family to San Diego where he did his PhD and we get to have the time of our lives. So that was the first time in the U S and I had a ball. And then I, I, I loved art. You know, I loved making things, creating things. Uh, I love doing different things. Um, my parents say that I, I, I like do 
you know, I was always doing not just one thing. I did fashion and I did art and I did design. And then I decided to uh, go to school in the US. Um, my parents had moved back to Venezuela, but I was determined. And if you watch the video, you'll see that I was determined to go back to the US and go to school there. So I did. And I made my life here. And I've lived in the US now longer than I've lived in Venezuela. And I love being here in Kentucky. I didn't always live in Kentucky. I've only been here for about five years. But I think that, you know, growing up with a father who loved to travel, who loved art, and, you know, we were, I was in Spain when I was little and, and we lived in the U.S. Um, two times um, with my, with my family. And then I came on my own. So I, and, and then in my career, I was able to travel the world and meet different people and cultures. And that always drove me and it kind of, and you'll hear more about this, but it kind of formed my human behavior, understanding and knowledge of really, really getting deep into people's uh, and that's why you were teasing me about analyzing your video, because I really look at things and love to kind of see why people did this or do that. And I just love that. I, and I really take it in. Like if I'm in a country, I want to go to somebody's house and have dinner with them and have the real food that they have. I, I don't want to just be a tourist. So that's I my <laughs> I, I love it. I have so many questions and I hope to highlight you in so many great ways. Um, that's incredible. And and what I love is that you brought, you know, your upbringing into this. You brought your, 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 your father, you brought your history and there's a, there's a bit of an art piece to it, which I know. Um, so, so we had a couple of conversations on the show. Uh, was it a month ago? And one of my one of my guests actually called me out because I said I'm not a creative person I'm not really that artsy and they're like, John, everyone is creative. Everyone has that artistic touch, just in different ways. And yours is very very unique because it sounded like your father had a lot of influence on you and the way you saw color, the way you saw uh, um, images, the way you saw art, and that's really really cool. I didn't have that experience growing up, but I had a lot of other creative experiences where entrepreneurship and and using my hands and stuff became a really really cool thing. So highlights to you because that that's a really really phenomenal thing to pick up just through exposure. Now, I have a question is um as your dad was doing a lot of art, how much of the how much of that did you participate in yourself? So uh, actually, my dad is a mathematician. Oh, okay, cool. He's a mathematician, but the reason he does love art, and we went to ballets and museums, and that's why I'm so I was so in love with art. So I I did participate in a lot of it because you're right. Like just looking at art, and actually, we're doing a whole campaign. I'm part of a a nonprofit. Um, a part of the board on the nonprofit and it's about art and mm -hmm. you're right. Like everybody's an artist. Right. And so we're trying to tell people you're an artist in your own way. And, and you try to think about when I was younger and I remember my dad was the only parent I went to design school was the only parent that supported me in design school. All the other parents were like, I don't want to support you. You're studying something that's not going to make you any money. And all the other parents would not even fund their child's 
uh, college at at any level, like nothing. Wow. So they had to figure out a way to do it. But my father, he'd take me to to the to the store, the art store, and he'd say, "Pick whatever you want," and I'd be like, "Oh, I was so excited." So yeah, so you're you know one of the things is when you're in art, you have to do it right. I, I created jewelry and I did painting and. I did fashion. I, I created outfits, you know, so I was in every little thing that had to do with making. Wow. And, and again, spur, <laughs> creating more questions. Cause I just, I love, I love inquiring more about the, the upbringing and lives of people, but um, uh, of all the art and of all the projects and of all the things you dabbled in and had to just pick up and learn based on interest and, and excitement. Um, where did you tend to lean towards? What, what was your, your favorite style or your favorite aspect of art? I love fashion. I mm -hmm. always felt like fashion was amazing. I didn't go to fashion school because again, you know, these are things that we put our, we start putting in our heads. I didn't go to fashion school because I didn't think I was good enough to be a Coco Chanel, you know, a Carolina Herrera. I just didn't think I was going to be that good. And if I wasn't going to be that good, I did not want to do it. Uh, but I, I mean, fashion is is still my life. I I I I don't do it like directly, but I produce fashion shows and I help designers. And I actually even did a line of skirts. It, it was really hard, but I just love that. I love the fabrics and the textures and and the outfits and just like looking at the different outfits. I just I love all that. Wow. And and and. I keep I'll keep teasing for our listeners, but when you go and you watch the season four of Speak Up, and you go to episode two where Yumilka gives her speech, she she it is evident in what she just said. Uh, she's wearing this elegant and stunning outfit that that allows her to radiate on stage, and it's really really awesome. So um, wow. I, I can I confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, absolutely. As a as a big fan and a and a just avid listener um, in the audience there in the studio. I, I had a blast just, just basking it all in and you, you did a phenomenal job. Um, given your background, given your story, a lot of it has obviously bred the, the opportunity and formed an op an option for you to uh, be a creative, to use your skill sets and the things that you dabbled in and, and you come from a really, really unique background, but not because you grew up as a creative or that you had art in your family and your dad was so encouraging, but you actually got to work for a top-notch company and you got to, to learn you know, some of the world's greatest tactics, antics, and, and even just strategies on, on various topics. You want to tell us a little bit about your career and what you did before you transition to what you do now? Yes. So I get to work at the best branding company in the entire world, the Procter and Gamble company. Yeah. And I tell everybody, I got a PhD in branding just working there. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, 
I, I don't actually have a PhD, but I do have masters, but PA, I, I think that you really PhD is you really have to go in and research and do things. And, and we did all that. We, you know, I, I got to travel to Asia, Japan, uh, China, um, South America, Europe, wow. and really talk to consumers. Right. And I was so fortunate because my even my colleagues and because it's a it's a, a global company. Right. So my colleagues in other countries would say, we usually don't get people who are really interested in us. And I would be like, why? Yeah, they're usually just interested in the U.S. And I'd be like, we're making products for Japan. Why wouldn't I be interested in Japan and Japanese culture? And really. Under so they were just like. They couldn't believe that I would be interested in their country and in their culture and in their food. And, and that really, I got to see things that nobody else gets to see. You know, Japan specifically is a country very close to foreigners. And if you don't speak the language or know where certain things are, I mean, it doesn't have a big sign saying, here's the restaurant so-and-so. You have to know the people who know where to go. I mean, especially in Kyoto, I remember um, walking around the streets of Kyoto and my friend's like, this is where we're going. And I'm like, there's not even a sign on the door. Where are you taking me? And it was <laughs> like a secret place. And then all of a sudden you go in and there's so many people sitting at the tables, eating and having fun. You know, it, it's just the, such an amazing place. Anyway, not just talking about the country, but I worked at uh, just traveling around the world, talking to people, doing, um, I did tons of not just, you know, research, but also I did sessions. I um, was facilitating sessions all over the world as well as design thinking, thinking like a designer. Uh, and anybody can do this, by the way, not just designers. And also, I was the brand identity leader. So I own the brand identity of a certain brand around the world. I've worked only in billion dollar brands. And working in billion dollar brands is very different because you, you, you're really focused on making sure the brand is consistent and people are connected to the brand. And so if somebody changes something in Brazil, you got to pick up the phone and say, what are you doing over there? <laughs> brand? What are you doing? So a lot of times I felt like I was a brand police as well as in my job. So I got to do a lot of different things. My other expertise um, in the company was I created personas and I believe so much in this and my whole methodology is around this is if you don't delight the customer, you can't have a business that scales or grows. Mm. You can't. I mean, yes, branding is important, branding yourself. And we'll talk a little bit about that too, but creating that deep connection with your customer, with your client, with your audience, is number one, number one. And like I say, a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm creating this whole uh, program around getting unbranded. Why is a branding expert talking about getting unbranded? Because we have to shed those layers yeah. that we've built, that we've put on ourselves over time. And you, you take on all these personalities and you're protecting yourself from so-and-so and, and you don't want to get hurt and you don't want your feelings to get hurt. And so you put all these layers on yourself 
And it's about shedding, shedding those layers. You cannot be the brand that you want to be for everybody else if you're carrying on these, um, you know, a lot of times they're just traumas that we carry that we don't know we carry, right? Yeah. And so being able to let go of that, that trauma or knowing your personality will then attract the right person, the right client. The client that loves everything you do. And you talk a lot about the idea of creating raving fans. And from what I hear, and I'm sure my listeners can agree with me, is that when you listen by using your eyes, your ears, and anything that's a receptive channel, you you can find what layers need to be peeled back so that it's the true communication that they're all really trying to per, uh, portray to other people. And, you know, whether it's, you know, buy this gadget or, 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 you know, put on this dress, whatever it is, it, there, there's a deeper meaning behind things and people are really trying to communicate that, but that's what, branding can do by by really focusing in on the message that each individual is is, is conveying and, and and portraying to uh, to their audience i love that so you're 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 getting me excited about the topic good okay because, good <laughs> because my methodology is based on psychology okay why did i base it on psychology I did do a lot of this work. I mean, I, when you work at PNG, you get to work, you get to work with the best agencies in the world, right? And you get to do things. You have an infinite budget. You get to do things that nobody else gets to do. So that was just I took everything in, right? And I took this little thing from here and this thing from here, and I learned over time that this method of using psychology to really understand consumer in every single way. I use psychology, not just in the brand, but super fan. I look at, I talk about be having your super fans, right? And it's super fan, singular, right? And, 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 and also understanding how to really uh, delight the customer through experiences because you have to create experiences for your ultimate super fan. And so psychology is bringing the unconscious to the conscious, okay? So a lot of times we live in this like unconscious world and all I do, I don't change you. I don't tell you to be somebody who you're not. All I do is do that small shift of showing you who you really are, not rebranding, but really uncovering or shedding that those personality personalities that you've kind of taken on and really showing you this is it. So you might be in the way that I do that is uh, do that is through Jungian archetypes. There's 12, right? You might be a ruler or a magician or a performer. You might be innocent or a caregiver or a lover. You might be a rebel or a sage, or a creator. You might be a hero, or even an explorer. 
or the what or the girl next door or the guy the good guy right so there's just different archetypes and so focusing on that i i do too your primary and your secondary gives you a strategic positioning right so are you a more playful person or are you a more habitual person mm. or are you more like you like to create rituals or do you like routines like measures for success so they're all different but the secret that the the proprietary piece of this methodology you're not going to find it out that you're going to find young archetypes yes you're going to find the 12 archetypes yes but you're not going to find the super fan part of that which is this is through tons of research and tons of case studies looking at different things and finding out that this really works there's each archetype has an opposite and that opposite is your super fan but let me tell you why let me tell you why because it's not just you know this is made up but the reason why you want to attract your opposite is because a like like and you will attract like likes this is just part of human nature a like like thinks that they can do what you do an opposite knows they cannot do what you do and they need you okay and so that's really the key to this so writing your message to that super fan it's what's going to attract and you being who you really are you know your your authentic self will attract the right client for you and then that really is the magic of of really creating your unicorn right Phenomenal. Um, have you written a book? <laughs> That's a really good question. I have written three collaborative books and now I'm in the process of writing my own book with a methodology on it because it was just interesting. Like I never, I always wanted to write a book about this, but for some reason I got into these groups of women and I had my first collaborative book, my second collaborative book, and now I just launched my third collaborative book and I'm like, I'm done with collaborative books. So I'm writing um, a, a book and it's it's halfway there. I'm hoping to launch it in a month or two. And it's, it's really about this methodology and understanding it at a deeper level so people can, can, can do it. Because my whole goal is, <laughs> I learned all this. Yes, I got to learn this. It was 25 years of really understanding. Well, if you look at my whole life, I'm not going to even say that that number. But if you really think about it, I think everybody needs this. And if and if they know that secret, anybody can be successful. Right? It's about it's about kind of about the talk. It's harnessing the power of possibilities. Mm. Cuz everything is possible. I love that. And and thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I had to ask because as passionate as you are, I, I was curious if you were writing your own script, if you were writing your own manuscript to the, to the, to the masses. And um, I'm glad, I'm really glad to hear that you are. Um, if I can make a request, I would love to uh, be one of the first to buy that book when it comes out. So Ooh, you will, so. I would definitely put you on the list as the first one. Here I am right now. Oh, so she's writing it down. I, <laughs> I take that seriously. And um, 
It's something you guys don't get to see much on the show anymore just because I rearranged my office a little bit. But uh, I, I'm a collector of books and, I, and I'm very uh, um, color centric when I, <laughs> when I organize nice. my books. Very nice. um, but I, I, I remember books based on their psychology of color. And so um, that, that's how I remember where I left that book. And so um, they say don't judge a book by its color or cover. I judge books by their color because I know what I'm going to gain from it or at least what I'll retain. And um, that's so cool. So congratulations in advance. Uh, please let me know when that comes out. And I'd love to let my listeners know too, because I'm, I'm as excited as you are about this conversation. My, my blood is like, oh, so excited. I feel like I just had three coffees because this conversation <laughs> and when you, when you get into the science and psychology of the making of a human and an individual, uh, it's so true how, how, our upbringing, our 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 genetic, our, our genetic communications, meaning how our body reacts and how it responds and what it creates as a result of the mind and the heart, as well as interest, is is so measurable and it's very very computable. And when you have your finger on the thing that really makes people tick you truly have a superpower and that superpower can be used to help people improve their business, to buy more things, to um, create an, you know, an unfair advantage over your, your competitors, whatever it is, it's, it's about serving humanity in a way that they want to be served. Um, in in any given sense, humans are a lot like babies in the high chair and, uh, you know, all they want is the food so they can either play with it or spit it up. And, uh, um, at, at, at some given point, there's the, there is the level of acceptance when they actually decide, you know what, maybe I'll just swallow my food today. And, and that's a really, really interesting aspect. So I commend you and I compliment you. And I don't know if anything I said brings up even more thought, but I just, well, just one little thought. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't hate it. They will never love it. Mm. Okay. Now I'm excited. (laughs) I thought I was before, but now I'm like really excited because, you know, there's the phrase, like you, you spark something in my, in my mind. Um, and thank you for making me think, cause this is, this is great morning exercises. She's already in the mid afternoon, uh, of her area and I'm, I'm still in the morning waking up, but, but what you sparked there is really interesting because it's never our intention to create enemies. It's, it's, it's really our intention to build as many raving or, or in your, in, in your terms, super fans. Right. But you, you're absolutely right. You know, if there isn't, if people can't get behind something that they're passionate about, then it's just another business. It's just another brand. It's just another resource. And a good sign that you're doing good things is that there is, there, that there are haters, that there are people who truly madly dislike and distrust you not you as the the provider, but your you, your business or company. They don't align with it, and they're passionately against it. That's a good sign that you're on the right track. Because on the opposite end of the spectrum, which there always is, ebb and flow, magnetism, 
there will always be lovers as there is haters. That's very, very fascinating. So thank you for getting my wheels turning. Now that the hamster has woken up from his mid uh, night uh, dreams. Um, I appreciate you saying that. And I I'd like to know if, if, if that is one of the things, or if not the thing that makes you do what you do today, because it sounds like you've got your finger on it and you're like, yeah, I love to watch people take. I do. It's amazing to me, you know, when I, um, I assess the brand, you know, that's the first thing I do. I assess their brand and then I put together a report based on that assessment and they look at it and they're, they're just in awe. They're just in awe. They can't believe that they think I'm a psychic or something. I'm not a psychic. I wish I could be, but I'm not. Um, and they're just like, how did you know this? And, and they ask me questions like, why am I attracting this? Well, let's look at that. Why are you attracting that? A lot of times it's because you've had a trauma and you're compensating in different ways. And you're using right. words that are attracting people who aren't your super fan or you're, or you're copying somebody else, right? You're copying their language. And so that's not your language and you're attracting the wrong people. And, and so every little thing that you do has a consequence. And so it's really important to, like I said before, to let go of those layers that you've put on yourself over and over. And sometimes it's let go of the ego. And, you know, in design world, we would say, you know, why are you making this vanilla? You're not, you're not differentiating yourself from the market. That the market is super saturated right now. And if you don't have a hater, there's a problem. Right? <laughs> you, you, the only way to differentiate yourself is if you have a proposition that is different. And that's, and the way to do that is through understanding who you really are and who that fan is that you want to delight and make things and make experiences that they will never forget ever. Wow. Uh, I absolutely love that. And I think that teases up for the next question, but I think we've already covered it, but I'd love to ask if you would like to share anything else because on this show, we talk about the golden nuggets of knowledge that everyone should know, or those who are in this state of mind should, um, and, and I don't like shooting on anyone, but you should start to understand. And uh, I always ask the question, um, either, you know, what do you wish you would have known that you know now, um, or what advice or what nuggets of knowledge um, ought we to know? And um, I'd like to ask you that question, even though we've covered some really deep below the surface stuff. And I am I am pumped up about just the the the, the layers that we've been able to delve into. Um, what's some nuggets of knowledge that you believe that everyone, everyone should start to uh, work towards or get to know or just what knowledge would you like to share with uh, with my listeners? You know what, what comes to mind right now, and it might just be something out of left field, but what really comes right now is do something that you're not used to doing, right? A lot of times we get very comfortable in what, what we're doing, where we're at, and we just keep going and keep moving. 
And for the brain to really function at a higher level, you have to trigger it with unknowns, things that you've never done. It's, you know, it's hard because who wants to learn a new language? Who wants to start over from zero? Who wants to do something different? But the key to excelling at whatever you do is to learn something new and take action. You know, I think, John, you and I were talking about this earlier. And, and this is the challenge that I, I would give listeners. Um, and, I, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But what, one of the challenges is find out who you really are, right, as a, as a brand. Because everybody's a brand. Even if you say, oh, I'm not a brand. Everybody's a brand. If you have a business, you're a brand. And if you don't have a business, you are also a brand. So everybody is a brand. Find out the true values of your brand, write those down, right? Write those values, get off of social media completely for 30 days and fi figure out, you know, how is the new you? Not the, It's not really the new you, but the real you. How is the real you gonna show up from now on? And, and then start taking notes on what's changed, what's different. How are people looking at you? How are people attracting you? I do this with my clients and it's amazing, amazing to see their transformation. But when I go through my process, I don't make them do, do that at the beginning because they need to kind of take on this personality. Not, it's not nothing new. It's just, are you brave enough? Are you courageous enough? to take on your true personality, the one that is in there, deep in there. Some of us are not, right? We're, or we're in corporate or we're doing a business and it's all beautiful. And you look at it and everything's like perfect and you're smiling and you're kind of just going <laughs> like this, right? And, and it's not real. It's not real, it's, 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 it's fake. But you, you don't know that, right? Because a lot of times we do these things kind of like unconsciously. We don't like think about this and say, oh, I'm doing this consciously, right? But then what happens is now that you, this is what happens. And I've seen it in my clients. Okay, they know who they are. They're starting to change. People are starting to see, you know, the difference. But then they don't act. Like it's not just, you, your clothes, yes, that's part of it. But then how do you, what's the message? What's the right, the, the writing? What is it, what are you showing now, right? How are you attracting that super fan? And they're afraid to do it. And they, I think sometimes they prefer not to be famous for who they are. They prefer to go back to their boring life of just being like everybody else because they just don't, don't want that that part so and a lot of us are looking for it and then when we find mm -hmm. it we're like goodbye i'll see you later i'm not gonna pursue you anymore you're too difficult it's too hard <laughs> i i don't want to go so deep into my life you know whatever it is your whatever excuse you have but are you willing if you want that success like those that you see out there they were willing to put their life on the line, right? They were willing to go out there and jump. They were willing to do that. And if you're not willing to do that, 
then it's going to be hard for you to scale and grow and and have the business of your dreams. It's just going to be difficult. And then you're wondering why, why is this so difficult? I'm so exhausted. Why can't this be easy? Well, because you're not being true to yourself. And then you, and then some of us aren't looking at our super fan. We should do everything to service our super fan, everything, whatever is at our, you know, we, we, it's not about, Oh, let me give you a present. I'm going to give you a present. Oh, I have this beautiful cup and it has my logo on it. Isn't that wonderful? It has my logo. Wonderful. No, they don't want a cup with your logo on it. They want something that reflects them. And how are you going to do that? I told a friend of mine that, and guess what she did? She started giving her clients a cup with their name on it. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I was like, that is amazing. So I had their name all over it. That is true customer experience. Sorry, I get excited about this. I love that you just went off. Like that was so cool. And I love the, I, I love observing, but I love listening. And I learned just a lot from this conversation. I know that my listeners will too. Um, I wrote something down and I want to ask you the same question, but uh, as a part of the knowledge that we share on this show, we also ask our listeners to take action. So we give them a challenge. Um, I'd like for you to share a challenge that you'd like to issue to them. One of the things that I wrote down was, um, identify and research a challenge a day. And that was what you, um, had instructed us to do, do something different, do something uncommon. So doing something that, that, that really shakes the boat for us. And, um, I, I started thinking to myself while you were speaking, you know, what's one or two things that would absolutely truly shake things up for me. And it was very simple, actually, um, uh, I remember interviewing a friend who who um, talked about what they do to keep themselves physically sharp, like mentally and physically sharp for boxing matches. And uh, they said, what I do every day is I don't even remember which arm my watch goes on because every single morning I switch which arm my watch goes on. And they said, it's now common for me to be uncommonly confused as to which is the right, which is the wrong, which one am I used to? Because there is no left or right anymore. It's I can wear my watch on my left. I can wear it on my right. And I thought to myself, that's really interesting. And, and yes, I'm married, but what if I took this ring and I started wearing it on my different fingers? Or what if I started wearing my watch differently? Or maybe I started carrying my wallet in different ways. Obviously it would lead to a lot of confusion, but, that's because it's challenging me to think on a different on a different way. So two things for me is um, the easiest things I can do is like wear my watch on my different hand. Um, I can change my rings around or I can do something that will physically that's cause me to think. Super simple. Different. Yes, yeah. you're right. You know, one of the things I'm trying out myself because I'm not very good at this. This is what I'm doing. But we're all getting I'm, better. I'm writing with my left hand. Oh, I interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a righty, but I'm, and it's so hard every day. I do one word or one thing. And I, 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 you know, I'm hoping that over time I'm going to get a lot better at this. I'm sure I will, 
but just simple things like that. Don't don't try to say, oh, I'm going to take a whole language course. I'm going to learn. Yes, I've been wanting to learn French. Maybe that's one I should do. But, you know, it's it's really just start with the simple things. And once you win, right, celebrate, because that's the other thing. It's so important to celebrate. Yay, I, you know, I did it. It took me two, three, four, five weeks, and I did it. I, I overcame that challenge. And, and then and then take on the next challenge. What is the next thing you're gonna do? So always mm. challenging yourself to learn something new and it doesn't have to be something complicated or that takes years and years. It could be something simple, like you said, like, you know, maybe just change my watch and forget about, you know, which what, what hand I put it on. I mean, I never knew, I, I still don't know my right from my left. I have to think like, right, right, uh, left. You know, it's like, I have to think through that. And, and I have my, uh, my husband's like, well, you just like, just learn. I'm like, I know which one it is, but it's just, my brain doesn't work that way. Right. My brain at the, every time I ask it, it just like goes zero blank. Right. And so everybody's different. And so we all just need to pick something that is a little challenging for us and, and take it on for a couple of weeks and and see what happens and then celebrate and celebrate that little thing and just have fun or do it with a friend maybe you can like you said accountability is one the, one of the most important things to do tell a friend put give each other you know a, a, a stipulated amount of time and and call each other and say how are you doing on it are you doing this or send each other pictures every day you know in the morning and say hey this is my progress you know, that's a really good way of doing it because you can cheat with yourself, right? I, I don't want to do it today. I'm just going to go to bed, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, those kind of little things really help your brain kind of get going. And you'll never have any problems in remembering things because you're always working on something new and your brain's always excited to, to learn something different and new. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just love how like the, not the light bulb, but like the energy just went off in Yamilka. She was so excited to share this with everyone. Um, that's a great challenge. And it's so, it's so simple. So doing something that's uncomfortable each day, and it can be as easy as changing your watch around to writing left-handed, um, learning a new language or something in, in that regard. That That is so phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to take a few minutes before we close the show today. And uh, I want to give some gratitude to an individual that you and I both know. Um, the gratitude that I'm sharing with is for uh, Miss Didi Wong. And Miss Didi, who is one of the uh, um, producers of the show Speak Up on Amazon Prime TV, she is just a phenomenal speaker. And actually, I, I am I am blessed to have met Dee Dee through um, one of my friends, uh, colleagues, and uh, mentors, um, Eric Swanson, who, who introduced me to Dee Dee and allowed me the uh, opportunity to speak on Speak Up. But I'd like to give some gratitude to Dee Dee for allowing this and for us to be even connected through this. Um, if it weren't for Speak Up, we would not have been connected. And uh, so I want to shout out to Dee Dee. If you guys haven't watched the episode where I interviewed Dee Dee, um, I, I interviewed her several months after she was appointed as one of the uh, um, 12 apostles by the Pope to uh, steward over a special child um, 
project in um, in Italy and throughout the world. And it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And uh, you, you've got to go watch that and listen to that. Um, now that I've shared some gratitude with Didi, I'd like to turn it back to you, uh, Yumoka. And last question for you before we uh, let our listeners how to get a hold of you and we'll wrap up the show is um, – what was your experience like being on Speak Up and and why are you so passionate about the the message and the story that you shared on episode two? So, oh, wow. It's it, it was an amazing experience. You know, I, I have done a TED talk, but it's that's completely TEDx TEDx talk. Yeah. And that was completely different than this. I I. Um, I love Dee Dee, by the way. She's an amazing uh, mentor. And when she brought it up, because I was part of her course, her speaking course, I was I felt so honored, right? And and uh, she worked with me on thinking about, you know, what what is it that I really want to show to the to the world, talk about in the world. And as I was doing it, it's so funny because in in TEDx you have to memorize at your talk, and I was trying to memorize this talk. And being so perfect and and making sure that everything was like aligned and said correctly. And that was taking all the all the essence, all the feeling out of it. And I remember Dee Dee saying to me, because I, I, you know, I did the talk and I'd stop because I couldn't remember this. And she's like, and it, this was like the day before I left to go to the Dallas. And she's like, Yamoka, not gonna work. You've got to get those notes out and just tell me the story. And so I got up there and just told her story. And she was like, that's what needs to happen. So I got on the plane and I rewrote my entire speech and just bullet points, right? Like this is, you know, I kind of want to mention this, mention this. And that saved my talk. Now, I still was a little stressed and I wish I would have. Now I know, like, have more fun, more fun much more fun. And so we, you know, we take these things so serious. They're, you know, a livelihood. How are we going to show up in front of the camera, in front of millions of people? It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not say the exact word that you were planning to say in that specific time. It's okay. So letting go of all expectations having fun and just showing up the way that you are. Remember you truly are. If you really know who you are, just showing up that way. Uh, it's, it's just, it's uh, an, an experience that I will never ever forget. And I can't wait to do more and more of these. I'm really looking forward to speaking more, talking more in front of people. This was just so fun after <laughs> not before yeah. and you know the whole the whole piece is like i said try something new this was very new for me i was you know i'm like let's do it let's go for it let's try it and and this learning experience just got me to say i want to do more i want to try more i want to i want to do more talking in front of stages in front of people and put myself out there it's okay if people hate me right i i'll have a few that love me and that's that's all I care about. <laughs> I, I absolutely love what you said. It's okay that people hate me, but there's a few that love me. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was that was beautiful. And I agree 100%. The experience on television is a unique experience. It puts you way out of your comfort zone. But uh, I love that you had the experience where you, where you were – 
you were experiencing the stress of of communicating the way you wanted to, having the right story, and the the looking back and the being in the present was I'm going to have more fun. I'm going to enjoy this experience, and that was that, that, I love that. And I know that that speak up environment was perfect for that because it curated and facilitated an environment where you could delve a little bit deeper into your topic. You could embellish on your on your story or you could stand in your own skin on stage and be yourself, but also to communicate and 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 land stick the landing as they call it um, uh, on on all that you wanted to perform. And that's that's a really, really impressive and important um, compliment to that organization for how they how they design the experience. So um, I wanted to congratulate you on the huge accomplishments the amazing things that you're doing and the psychology that you're bringing into the world to change people's lives. Um, many people think that psychology is still one of those um, artsy, artsy type sciences, but the mind is one of the most powerful places. And I'm a student of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And I know that you've read the books as well. Um, and I want to thank you for, for expanding on that today and for sharing so much knowledge with my listeners. Um, what, what is the best and fastest or easiest way for my listeners to uh, learn more about you, get a hold of you, and to contact you in regards to uh, what it is that you uh, what it is that you teach and bring to this world? Yeah, so on the screen, um, www.archetype.com method archetype not architect archetype method.com or at archetype method instagram and if you just want to get a hold of me send me an email you can do info at yamilka.com super simple i'd love to hear from you and yeah send me a, a shout i'm happy to give free assessment brand assessments to people if they really want to understand their brand because that's what i'm here for Awesome. Give it up, everybody, for you, Milka Rodriguez. Thank you so, so much for all the amazing stuff. I hope this isn't the last time you come on my show. I hope you'll come back and share more, especially when you've got your book. Yes, um, if you need any not. help getting that off, let me know. Um, we have connections with great publishing um, uh, resources. But I just want to thank you again and honor you for being on our show. And uh, uh I can't wait to uh, share this content with the world. It's going to be uh, very, very, very influential. And I think a lot of people will resonate with your message. So thank you for sharing what you did and for being who you are and, and for inquiring the, the, the curiosity of humanity and how people work, because that is what's going to change ultimately the world. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this has been an amazing podcast episode um, we've had Yamilka Rodriguez on the show. And uh, for those of you listening to the podcast version of this, uh, I want to invite you to go to that website, www.archetypemethod.com. That's A-R-C-H-E-T-Y-P-E-M-E-T-H-E, or sorry, T-H-O-D.com. Um, Yamilka, thank you so much for being on our show today. Oh, thank you, John. You're so amazing. You know, I know you, you're just like an angel that just lands when you need him and so supportive. And I'm so glad you were there because you really helped all of us. Well, the, thank so you. I thank you. And thank you for what you're doing and how you're serving everybody, everybody around the world. 
Well, thank you. And I'll use your words here. What, what DD and Eric and the, uh, the speak up team have done is they've created a super fan out of me and, uh, that, that reciprocates in many ways. So there's layers upon layers to the awesomeness that we can create. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Circle of Knowledge podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll join us next time as we'll be interviewing quite a few more of the uh, um, participants and personalities from the show on Speak Up, as I've had the opportunity to connect with each one of them and have an awesome opportunity to interview each of them on the show. This has been an amazing interview with Yamilka Rodriguez, and we ask that you'll join us next time. And in so doing, we invite you to take action on the knowledge that you've received today. So again, thank you so much. And we, uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next version of our show. Take care, everybody. 